Affirm Films and Sony Pictures Animation present The Star, the fully animated story of the first Christmas told through a whole new set of eyes. Bo the donkey and his stable of animal friends follow the star to become some unlikely heroes. That light, that's the star. This is where it's been leading me. What's his name? His name is Jesus. The Star, now playing. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. More information is available at thestarmovie.com. Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer. Today, we are going to talk about headaches, a huge topic. So many people wanted me to talk about it. I thought, well, okay, we'll do this. I remember back when I was a young mother, you know, um, probably in my mid-20s. So a really, really long time ago, like 30 years. But I had gone to visit with my grandma. And I do that all the time because we'd go, I'd to go sit and have coffee with her. And we were chatting on the subject of a child that we both knew very, very well. And this child had was having chronic headaches. And the mother had been complaining and was telling my grandma about it. And grandma's like, what is with that kid anyway? She said, kids aren't supposed to have headaches. And I said, I know, you know, I, I didn't really ever think about it before that, but I realized she was right. The only time I ever had a headache was when I was ill and when I had strep throat. And I would get that every year. So I never forgot when grandma said that because it really kind of shocked me into the realization that headaches were not a normal part of life. And they shouldn't be unless you're ill and your body is fighting a bacteria or a virus or something. But today we have people complaining of headaches all the time. They get up with a headache. Fact is, the other day, someone I know and love very much woke up and I said, oh, how are you feeling? You know, um, I have a headache. I said, what kind of headache? Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. I have it all the time. And so it really prompted me to say, you know, say, this is important. We really have to address this. What's going on? There's a reason. This is a symptom of something deeper going on. So again, I decided to address the subject of the headaches. So let's really stop and ask ourselves why people in our lives have headaches. If this is a symptom, let's address it. What's going on? Is it chronic? Is it something going on every day? Is it something only at certain times? Uh, and, and then really think about what's going on. But if you really stop and think about what we're exposed to today, the pollution of smog in the air, toxins in the plastic, okay, the plastic jugs that we're drinking, I have recently stopped. (laughs) I know. Okay. I was raised on a farm, never thought about it. I mean, I know plastic isn't good for you, but the last few years since we've left our well water in the country, moved to town, I keep telling you, we have a decent filter. It's not the greatest, but it's a decent filter for our water. And, uh, but even that, I just, I have just been feeling groggy and weighted down. So I decided that, you know, I'll start drinking this really expensive bottled water, but it's in plastic jugs. It's really hard to find water in glass jars now. So I've conceded and I've started drinking it out of the plastic jugs. And it's like something we shouldn't do on a regular basis. Okay. So I went out to my folks <laughs> getting water from their well. 
oh, it's just heavenly. And then my, my kids are like, mom, where's that magic water you, <laughs> you have in the house? So anyway, we'll we're going to have a whole podcast on water. We really are. It's probably going to be, I don't know, a two-parter, but it's such an important subject. And we're going to, there's so many mysteries behind it as far as it's hard to find all this information in one place. So I've been asked to address the water situation. And I can tell you right now that I go to the country and I carry my water home. <laughs> okay. But the point is that toxins, um, oh, oh, I want to mention one other thing when we're talking about toxins is the drywall. Okay. We don't stop and think about it, but the old house that I'm living in right now, I'm like, I'm so at peace there. And I keep, I've been telling my husband for years, if we ever build a house, there's not going to be any chemicals in it. I'm going to have hardwood floors and I'm going to have wood walls, no chemicals. But the t even just the drywall that is being made today versus the, um, the drywall that was made just a few years ago, which is just plain old plaster Paris, which is a natural plaster Paris is like alumina. It's, it's naturally occurring mineral in the ground. And that's what they've always made. You know, like they use sand and plaster Paris and things like that to make the plaster in the old houses. Today, the drywall, you know, cause, and then they made drywall with it and they covered it with paper and then you could paint it very easily. But today there's so many chemicals in that, that drywall that I've heard people talking about the fact that when they are cutting the drywall, they will get terrible. They get terribly stuffed up, sneezing, headaches, cough, respiratory problems. And that's just from the chemicals in the drywall. So we're, yes, they're, you're encasing it in your house, but that still emanates out. And it's like, you know, we need to think about that. It's like the carpet. I mean, I don't care where you go. They'll say, yeah, for this first six months, you know, people who are hypersensitive to certain chemicals will have reaction from the carpet. Well, oh my gosh, we build a new house. We put carpet in our babies sleep in that room. That's six months of their life that they're being, you know, that those vapors are emanating from that carpet. And, and this is all around us. I mean, we can't really avoid it. I mean, you can't live in a bubble. But the point is you need to be aware of it and you need to avoid these toxins if you can. And it's really hard because you want new carpet in your house. So what do you do? Um, you just got to pick and choose your, your little battles, I guess. But just think about it. Just so you're aware of it and think about it. I'm not saying I would never put carpet in the house. I would. But I don't think I would sleep in that room. Now, knowing what I know now, I wouldn't sleep in that room for at least a couple, three, four weeks, you know, if you can help it, because it's so toxic. Anyway, okay, we're, all these things our bodies have to process. And if we're, if our body is trying to process too many of those things, we're going to have all sorts of symptoms, all sorts of symptoms that we can't address all at the same time, in the sense that it's just really hard. If it's coming in faster, then our bodies can naturally kick it out. Our bodies just simply go into suppression mode and it just tries to survive. It's not going to try to heal itself. It's just going to su just suppress in order to stay alive until such a time where it's not exposed to that many toxins again. And then it will rally its system and try to kick them out again and then try to heal. But the body cannot heal if it's suppressing all this stuff. So think about that too. <laughs> okay. So just sit around and look in your environment and say, hmm, this is something I can get rid of. Anyway, back to the house story. As we moved into this old house and it has old plaster walls, the kind that they, um, like when we built our house in Michigan, my dad tells the story that Uncle Leonard, my great uncle Leonard, he was a boxer. But anyway, he also built houses and he built, oh, our house was so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Anyway, he had the old fashioned arches and everything was plastered in those beautiful little swirls and 
all the walls and you know we had 12 foot uh, staircase going upstairs and it was not a huge house but it was beautiful it was it was so beautiful and he but the funny thing is my grandma was like four foot ten so he made the counters in the um, kitchen really low and even my mom who was five two they were still too low for her so imagine that but the point is is that house had those old plaster walls and dad tells a story that uncle Leonard had 40 wagon loads of sand brought in to plaster the walls in that one house and I don't know, I, I, I have, like I say, I have no clue how big the house was, probably 14, 1500 square feet. It was laid out different than they are now. It was real square. So I, I, I don't, I can't judge how big it was, but it wasn't huge. And 40 wagon loads of sand. And he made his own plaster to do the walls. So that was really interesting. And the house we live in now that we just moved into, it's, I'm so at peace there. And I told Ron, I says, you know, I think it's because there's no chemicals in this house. You know, it's built with all old, the latest, you know, Douglas fir boards and then the, the, the old plaster on the walls. And we have hardwood floors. There's a little bit of carpet upstairs, but it's it's kind of old. And I just, I love it. <laughs> I just, it cracks me up that I can just be so at peace. I'm living on Main Street. It's, it's, it's horrible to live that close to like the world. But I'm at peace because that my surroundings are just warm and cozy. And anyway, so, and I'm not fighting toxins 24-7. If I drink good water, I'm good. <laughs> okay, where are we? Okay, so just be aware of your surroundings because just the chemicals that you're being exposed to can cause headaches. Yes, stress can cause headaches. The toxins are huge. I use chlorine in, literally instantly. I'm going to have a headache. If we, I take the kids to the pool. Oh, we open those double doors to walk into the pool, and there I have a headache. So I always tend to give my kids um, a remedy. <laughs> it's called chlorinum. I was just talking about it the other day. And yes, you can request it on my website if you'd like to. I just use it in a low potency, and it really helps to nullify the harmful effects of chlorine exposure. And, um, you know, because I could go on and on and on about chlorine exposure. The fact is, we probably should make that a podcast as well. But, uh, Remind me of that, okay? Um, but just be aware of the toxins that you're being exposed to. I have a, I have a gal comes in here on occasion, and she's like, oh, Sue, what do you do? I, you know, I'm exposed to so many toxins at work, and there, there's no way I can get away from them. How do I detox? And I told her, I says, you you can do the best you can do. You know, you can take carbo-veg, you can take charcoal, you can do all these different things. But I says, unless you can get away from these chemicals, your body is in suppression mode, and it just really cannot go into the mode of healing until you don't have to be exposed to this anymore. So here we are talking about headaches and, and it's, it's toxins that we have to really worry about. Um, of course there's all, you know, there's what we call rheumatic headaches. There's, you know, all sorts of different kinds of headaches that you have to remember that with headaches, you're going to, you're going to be treating the symptoms. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what the cause you're going to be treating the symptoms because remember we're dealing with homeopathy. And I had a gal call me the other day or email and she was a, she's an older, um, she's been my, my client for a couple of years and she's made such wonderful progress, um, with homeopathy. And she had been working with, um, a couple of naturopaths prior to emailing me and having her case taken. And since then, She's continued on with this one naturopath that she really likes a lot for her testing and things like this. And then she's looked to homeopathy for just really getting over a lot of symptoms and she's doing so well. I'm so proud of her. But 
the point is, is now the naturopath wants her to t do a test for a leaky brain. <laughs> like, and, you know, they're, they're just always coining new phrases. It's it's kind of funny. But the blood brain barrier, you know, is that has is is that being broken down? Um, so now they have a test for it. And it, you know, I mean, uh, totally makes sense. But at the same time, I just want to remind you, all these tests are okay. And they're, they're good. That's a big question people ask me. So what do you think of this? And, you know, I'm not God. I don't know all the answers. And I say, you know, it's okay to get tests because then, you know, when the homeopathy is working, you can say, oh yeah, the homeopathy has healed me. <laughs> and I always love that. And um, so just don't be afraid to, you know, to work with a good naturopath. Um, and go ahead and do the test, take the supplements as long as they're whole food supplements. Don't get too wrapped up into the, I'll take this supplement and da, 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 da. Because the thing is in, in, in the, my last, um, podcast, I was talking about the genetic predisposition and this is huge. It really is huge because it's who we are and they can take tests now and they can tell where your weak genetic weaknesses are, where you're more disposed to, you know, this or that, and what supplement is going to help that. That's all good. That's all good, but don't get hung up on it because if you start taking too much, in fact, as I was just talking to a gal the other day and she says, yeah, I've been, you know, it's basically like stomping out fires with her, with supplements because she was taking too much of this and then she was deficient in that and so on and so forth. And see, this is what happens because I don't think it's good to be too focused on our health. Fact is, I don't, you know, like I'm doing these podcasts and blogs all the time. And I think about this all the time because I have clients that come in. But you, you have to remember that you, you can't be too concerned with your health. If you have a symptom that continues on for more than a day or two, look at it and say, hey, do I need to pay attention to this. I've had a headache for three, four days now, and I'm not getting sicker. It's just this constant headache. Pay attention to it. Don't get so wrapped up in your health that you can't think of anything else. You need to have joy in your life, and you can't be, you can't be worrying about this stuff all the time. Okay? So I, I just, I just want to put it out there that you... Take the symptom, look at it, do something about it or throw it out until, you know, see if it goes away. Please don't become a hypochondriac. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, all those things are good, but like I said, don't, don't get so sucked in that you, that you can't see the forest through the trees. And as far as whole food, whole food supplements, if we're deficient in a particular area, find the best whole food supplement in that, that's rich in that particular element that you're, you're, that you're needing, like selenium or bees or whatever it is, whatever you're deficient in, find the best whole food supplement for that so that you know if it's whole food, God has already put all the other nutrients with that whole food supplement that is needed for your body to uptake those nutrients. For instance, we all know that you can't utilize calcium without magnesium, vice versa. You can't utilize selenium without or vitamin E without selenium and vice versa. And there's just, you know, copper and protein. All these different things go together naturally. But there's micronutrients that are needed as well to uptake those other nutrients. And you don't have to think it to death because God's already put them together in foods. So if you get good organic foods and you're eating them naturally, then you're good. Don't think it to death, but be wise enough to understand that. You see what I'm saying? And eat a variety of foods, a variety of grains, meats, um, fruits, vegetables, and you're going to get what you need. And if you're not getting what you need, then go ahead and take that, that concentrated whole food supplement until you're healthy again. And I mean, you can always keep taking it as long as you're not overdoing it. 
Because as soon as you start to overdo it, you're going to throw your body out of whack again. So, you know, so that's why I don't ever, you know, really push supplements. I know I've, I've decided on the, the lines I'm going to be getting here in the store. And I'll let you know when I do that. <laughs> because I'm really excited. It's, you know, the more time that goes on, I, I guess my cease class helped me a lot to really focus on just those minute supplements. And again, they're just regular food supplements. So, okay. Okay, they're, um, you know, like we're talking about the leaky brain um, and they tell them to quit gluten because it can cross the blood brain barrier. There's a lot of things that can, you know, we have leaky gut, leaky brain now. Those are systems in the body that, that get broken down because of toxins, um, foods that we can't absorb properly, and it tends to weaken the system. You know, candida is really, really huge. There's some other bacteria and things like that that, that really work at breaking down our body systems. And they always say gluten is the first thing to get rid of. Now, gluten is one of the first things to get rid of because our bodies can't, you know, we should be able to tolerate a natural gluten from a good soaked grain. And if it's in the way God intended it, then it, we, our bodies don't fight it so much. I can honestly say I'm gluten intolerant. Um, I didn't know there was a name for it when I was 12 years old. <laughs> but I learned to only eat whole grains. And so I would have homemade bread with whole grains. And now I have Ezekiel bread because I'm cheating because I don't have time to bake. But um, if I do that, I'm fine. And my problem is, is I just like it too much. <laughs> okay. So just watch what you're eating and use your head about it. Um, so my grandma, this very, very wise woman, my grandma died of breast cancer. And I look back and I was, uh, let me see here, it was 26 years ago when she was, I found out she had it. She knew she had it for over a year before she told anyone she chose not to have any treatment then. And she had breast cancer and the cancer was malignant, went into her brain and she didn't suffer from a lot of pain, but she lost her. She was dizzy all the time. She always felt like she was upside down at the end. It was, it was horrific for her, but like I say, she, she was such a wonderful woman. And I look back now and it's like, Oh my goodness, we could have, she had so many symptoms and I can remember being in her house and there would be little weird things going on. And today I would have known what those symptoms meant. And, you know, that's the way it is with people around us. We don't see things because they come on so slowly. And so you have to really step back once in a while and say, you know, this is important and I'm going to pay attention. And, you know, you're not acting like yourself lately. What's going on? And just look at it from that. Just don't tell them you're watching them. You kind of sum it up in your mind and say, hey, you know, you've been having that a lot lately. What's what's going on? Nothing. Oh, nothing. Don't worry about it. No, I'm not worried. I just, you know, what does that feel like? You know, and just ask them because these are your family members and you want to know whether it be headache or whether it be, you know, a lot of older people tend to start getting diarrhea or constipation and or alternating, you know, because constipation, diarrhea, they're both the same. They're different symptoms, but they're both this. They mean the same thing. So just really pay attention. So I look back and if I would have known about homeopathy back in the day, I would have, I know we could have helped my grandma. I don't think she would have died of cancer. I think she would have died of just simply old age. And, um, you know, not that 86 wasn't old enough, but she was so vibrant. Oh, and she was so much fun. So much fun. Anyway, so just remember, we're treating the symptoms, not always the disease. So think small, think simple, pay more attention to the food you eat and the water that you drink. Stop running around chasing your tail and figure out ways to eliminate as many toxins and stressors as possible 
and to get as many microwaves, by the way, and emissions, Wi-Fi emissions out of your world as you can. Bring the simple back. Okay. Just like I said, the house, the Wi-Fi, everything. Um, I did not know that Wi-Fi was so bad for you. Okay. I, I could tell you a whole story about that, but I didn't know it. <laughs> Just It amazes me how I have to learn everything step by step in this world. But let's talk about treating our headaches. All right. I have gone through and I've actually gone through the different headache remedies. And I, I went through, of course, homeopathy for mommies. Everybody, if you have homeopathy for mommies book, you can, and the, I have to admit, you know, the, um, the ebook is pretty handy. You can just pluck in whatever language you're looking for, you know, say frontal headache, you know, occipital headache, um, vertex headache, my, my forehead, eyeball. Um, the location is super huge when it comes to headaches. The sensation is really, really huge when it comes to headaches because there are, there's different kinds in you. <laughs> People will actually describe their headaches in, in the most bizarre ways. And um, I've actually had one young lady, she always says, well, you know, like a string pulling on it. <laughs> that doesn't hurt, right? But that's a sensation that she'll experience. I've had um, people actually hold their hands up around their head and say, well, like it's just being squeezed. I had one woman who suffered from migraines and she says, it feels like a vice, like all my brains are going to squeeze right out of my ear. And it's just squeezing out. It's extruding out my ear. I expect my brain to come out of my ear. That's pretty extreme language, right? But that's the way people will describe their headaches. They will, they will say, it's like, you know, well, like I'm wearing a hat. Or it's thumping, or it's like somebody's little little animals in my head just banging away. <laughs> just they'll say the weirdest things, and you have to remember the synonyms of headaches too, because like throbbing can mean pounding, beating, drumming. All of those those words are synonyms of each other. So you know, we always think of belladonna, of course, if you know anything about um, sensations at all. Belladonna is the main throbbing headache remedy. And then, of course, all the remedies in that plant family as well. But we think of the sensation and we think about the location. And there's also the time of day. Some headaches are very periodical, the time of day or if they're weekly. And once you start to know the remedies for these different headaches, you're going to understand, just walk to that remedy. And even if you don't get the exact right one the first time, if the headache doesn't start going away, then you can look for another remedy with the same location or the same sensation of the remedy that you chose first. And you don't have to be embarrassed because people say, how do you know all these remedies? And I just say, I don't. I know many of them, but I don't know them all by heart. Uh, I would have to be genius IQ. And trust me, I'm not. <laughs> I can remember. The only time I can ever remember anything is after I've used it and I've seen it work. You remember that miracle. Because they are miracles. They really, truly are miracles. So with that, I, you know, we're going to go ahead and we're going to get started. And I'm not going to be able to finish this. So it's going to be a two-part show. I'm really sorry. I, people don't like when I do that, but I can't help it. I just, I cannot squeeze everything into one show and have it make sense at all. So another thing we need to be aware of is the, um, is it worse for something or better for something? And there's two remedies we think of that really help us to understand the better or worse for is bryonia is, is worse for motion. Roostox is better for motion. 
just like the story I tell about the lady calling me with her husband. He had had two MRIs and he didn't know what was wrong with his knee. And this, we're talking MRIs are not cheap. And his pain was so intense, but obviously he didn't have the destruction of the, the cartilage like most people with knee problems. And so she called me and she said, my friend told me to call you. And she starts telling me the symptoms of her husband. He had the swollen knee. The pain was so intense he couldn't move. And I said, ma'am, um, are you, you know, you're seeing worse for motion? She goes, oh, he can't move at all. He can't walk. And I said, then just give him Bryonia 30C. And so I said, give him that several times a day or as needed. And anyway, two days later, she called my friend. And she says, that it's a miracle. It's a miracle. And I had a, a gal, we were talking the other day. She says, that her son has a cough and, you know, he's better after he gets up moving around. So she gave him rootstocks and he was feeling better. So it's just like that. If it's better for motion, rootstocks. Worse for motion, bryonia. And there's many, many remedies that have a better for or worse for outdoors, indoors, warmth, cold, all those different things. And they're, they're always true. When it comes to a particular remedy, they're always true. So if you're wondering about a remedy, like I had my a little girl the other day. I don't like to mention names, and if I say, you know, it's a granddaughter, you know, <laughs> it's kind of funny. But anyway, she came in and, and she has a rash. And I said, sweetie, um, she she gets this, she has a yearly allergy. I said, um, and, and her mom says, I can't remember what remedy we gave her last year. And I said, You don't write this down. She goes, Yeah. <laughs> Where's my notebook? Anyway. The little girl, I says, sweetie, I says, is it, um, does it feel better when you're in a cold tub or a hot tub? And she said, hot. I'm like, okay. See, that really helps to pinpoint it down because if it's better for warmth or better for cold, it eliminates about half the remedies. Okay. So with that, we're going to actually not start talking about the remedies themselves. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry. I just, uh, because they're, they're, it's really, really fun to start talking about these remedies. But as far as headaches go, just remember, you're treating the symptoms. You don't always have to know the name of the disease. In fact, as I was telling somebody the other day, I says, if we actually just took our symptoms and we treated our symptoms only, and we didn't go to the doctor, because people always ask me, should I go to the doctor? And I'll say, if you think you should, then by all means go. Because it's always good to see that they get these tests and then homeopathy cures it. The doctor, when you go back and say, and he says it's gone, he's never going to admit that homeopathy cured it. He's going to say, well, the test must have been wrong initially. I've had many friends go in, find tumors. They say it's cancer. They go back for surgery six weeks later or whatever it was, the cancer's gone. And, and well, then the test must have been wrong. They won't admit that maybe it was the homeopathy. But we know the homeopathy cures it. And so if you treat the symptoms and the symptoms go away, that means the body has used that trigger. It doesn't use the, the pellets. It's using the trigger of the pellets to heal. So it's just, it's like that light switch going on and it just triggers that to, to get better. And over and over and over again, people are so thankful to say, oh my gosh, Sue, I can't believe what I would do, have done without you. And I say, it's not me, guys. It's just the remedies. And they do work. Yes, I admit, you have to hit the right one. And sometimes that's kind of difficult if you're scared or if you're in a hurry. But it's possible. And you will learn this. So even for headaches. In the meantime, okay, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of different headache remedies next week. 
But for right now, just remember that belladonna is our number one headache remedy. It's my number one headache remedy because it's the great viral interrupter. So if someone has that throbbing headache, always have belladonna on hand. The fact is when my girls just went out to the wagon train trip for a week, they're on the way home now, but I gave them a little, little tiny first aid kit. And it had all the most important remedies in it. And belladonna was in there as the great viral interrupter. I would never send my family anywhere without aconite and belladonna. And of course, arnica. But for the viral interrupter, belladonna. And uh, so anyway, we're going to continue talking about this in our next show. So I will see you then or talk to you then. <laughs> in the meantime, may God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.